Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning. I'm Kylie, and you're listening to A Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're glad you could join us. Before we get into the Word, Layla, can you open us up in prayer, please? Yes. Lord, I just thank you for today, Lord, and for the good weather that you've blessed us with, Lord, and the instructions of your word, God, that we can always go back and we can look and we can find you there, Lord, that we can see your ways, Lord, and get to know you better, Lord. And I thank you for having everything that we would ever need, Lord, and you have it all worked out, Lord. And I thank you for your goodness and your kindness, Lord. You're merciful to us, Lord. And I just thank you for everything you've been blessing us with. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right, well, this morning, as we continue our study, our morning Bible study in 1 Corinthians, we're in chapter 14. We are going to reread the um, verses 26 through 40. Because there is more that the Lord had for us to discuss and that he wants to share with us in that section. So, can I get a volunteer to read from 1 Corinthians 14, verse 26 to the end of the chapter, please? I will. All right, LaCharles. How's it then, brethren? Whenever you come together, each of you has a psalm, has a teaching, has a tongue, has a revelation, has an interpretation. Let all things be done for edification. If anyone speaks in a tongue, let there be two or at the most three, each in turn, and let one interpret. But if there is no interpreter, let him keep silent in church and let him speak to himself and to God. Let two or three prophets speak and let the others judge. But if anything is revealed to, to another who sits by, let the first keep silent. For you can all prophesy one by one that all may learn and that all may be encouraged. And the spirits of the prophets are subject to the prophets. For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all the churches of the saints. Let your women keep silent in the churches, for they are not permitted to speak, but they are to be submissive, as the law also says. And if they want to learn something, let them ask their own husbands at home, for it is shameful for a woman to speak in church. Or do the word of God come originally from you, or was it you only that it reached? If anyone thinks himself to be a prophet or spiritual, let him acknowledge that the things which I write to you are the commandments of the Lord. But if anyone is ignorant, let him be ignorant. Therefore, brethren, desire earnestly to prophesy, and do not forbid to speak with tongues. Let all things be done decently and in order. Amen. So, we're going to do as, our, as is our normal custom here. Open the floor up to each of you to share what the Holy Spirit is speaking and teaching and ministering to you and ask any questions that you have, all right? Okay. So who'd like to begin? Mr. Dean, didn't you have a thought? <laughs> you, you did have a thought uh, yesterday. I thought, yes. Well, I would you like thoughts. to share that with us, Is there brother? a specific one you were referencing there? Uh, the one you made at the closing of yesterday's devotional. Yeah, I was just being patient in case somebody else had something else that the Lord was speaking to. Because I was sure we were going to get to that today. (laughs) (laughs) Anyone? It was going, I thought. 
One second, I just need to find something. I was just thinking of something out while I was reading, but... I what are you looking for? One second. Well, while you're searching for that, Layla, if you're ready to go... Um, I was thinking of verse 34 when Paul was talking about women keeping silent in the churches and um, if they wanted to know something to ask their husbands at home. Paul was not saying that women can't learn directly from God and they can't share with others, but what he was saying was don't try to dominate and raise yourself up into this position. I took a look at um, 1 Timothy 2.11 just because my Bible referenced it to see um, why Paul had said that, and I'll let everybody get there for a moment. Is that First Timothy? Yes, First Timothy. Two, um, eleven, and twelve. Mm-hmm. Since it completes the thought. And it says, let a woman learn in silence with all submission. And I do not permit a woman to teach or to have authority over a man, but to be in silence. For Adam was formed first, then Eve. And Adam was not deceived, but the woman, being deceived, fell into transgression. So it's not that um, women are of any lesser quality and they can't help teach other people but it's not our place and given and ordained by god to be above the man like um example i have a natural father his name is dad um (laughs) (laughs) and as a woman it's not that i can't share with him what god has told me but it's not my place to try to rule over him and go no dad you're gonna listen to me it's actually the other way around. It's, yes, Layla, you will listen to Dad. <laughs> and so when we come together and congregate with each other, it's to help edify each other. And we're on the same plane, if you will, but there's another accountability for the man and in, and for the women. There's an, another accountability, another role that we are asked to fill. So. Mm. Did you find it, sir? Oh, I. No. Go ahead. All right. Go ahead, Dean. Yeah, <laughs> we were getting mixed signals there, so. Um, yeah, you know, I don't. I don't. Um, I honestly don't know the answer there. I, I. I find it hard to believe that um, Paul is saying that women aren't capable of teaching God's word. Mm-hmm. Um, that God doesn't impart wisdom to them because it's the same Holy Spirit that's present in them as it is in men. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, um, God's word, what we call the Bible, um, that we as the, um, um, the, the, the North American Christian community, you know, that embrace the sacred writings, what we have compiled together, the 66 books, um, um, the Holy Spirit did not command the hand of man and transfer letters onto the pages but work through men through fallible men um to bring together this word as they're living it out and as a methodology for us to live it out and it's confirmed through the holy spirit working in us Hmm. um and so um i think you know paul uh, was trying to respond as much to culture as he was to the holy spirit at that time as well too 
And I do think um, we mentioned it a couple lessons back about Ephesians 5 and uh, the role of the wife and the husband and what was being shared to us. I think uh, there's an element that um, a woman needs to very carefully handle. Um, Kamisha, I think you model it very well in that um, when you're in public with your husband, how you treat him and how you possibly challenge him uh, is very important in how you show respect to him because the wife is commanded to respect and the husband is commanded to love. And so there's there's a key element different there in the way men are wired. And um, a woman can correct her husband, but it certainly uh, is is rare if it's going to be successful if it's done in public. And I think there's a component of that that's here that's at risk, in, especially in the cultural times that they were in, for a woman to have taught or corrected a man publicly it just would not have been acceptable it would have been damaging to the relationship so mm -hmm. i think that's a big component of it i don't have all the answers for it i've searched the scripture for it i don't see it i know that there are lots of women that teach um publicly that i have gained a lot from uh beth moore is one of them mm -hmm. joyce meyer is another one that i can think of that i've locked liked and benefited and been blessed by lots of their teaching mm -hmm. and i would find it hard to believe that god is trying to discount that mm -hmm. um i've heard good and persuasive arguments by others that i respect Vody bachman is one that i really like what he has to say but he's kind of against women teaching and so i'm not sure how that fits together um so um that's why i wanted to discuss it well amen amen thank you for that yeah. ending um well let me we're going to first go back to an Old Testament reference, right? To show that the Lord is not against women in leadership. And you can find that in Judges 4. Mm -hmm. Deborah. Deborah. I knew it. She judged not just the church. She was appointed by the Lord as a judge of all of Israel. And yeah, so that's, that's Judges chapter 4. And in verse 4, it says very plainly that she was a prophetess and a wife. So she had a husband over her, if you will, right? In the structure that the Lord had designed that we see in the garden with Adam and Eve, who Paul also references here in, in 1 Corinthians 14, right? But yet, the Lord appointed her. It's also said, Scripture states very plainly, the Lord is no respecter of persons. But what does he desire? Obedience. Mm -hmm. As a result of his love. So, so let's bring it back to Corinthians. right? So I want to give you an Old Testament example, and that's not the only one. The Lord used other women mightily in Scripture. Right? Yes. In numerous places. Ones where women exhorted the people to to fast and to seek the Lord and to pray to get deliverance over uh, from the Lord over their enemies. Right? Yes. Bringing back a, a revival, if you will. Right? And, yes. and And not just then in the Old Testament. If you study out even revivals in, uh, I'll say, church history, but even in the last century. 
There's the the revival of the Hebrides, right? The Hebrides Islands. If accounts will tell you, it was two women that prayed and fasted and sought the Lord and got other people involved. Women are used mightily, and the Lord is the one that again we when we've discussed this here this this week. The Lord is the one that that appoints. The Lord is the one that qualifies whom he will qualify. It's not about what man says. Now, I know we're, we're looking at Corinthians, right? And we're going to bring it back to this. But what is he saying here? Let's go back to chapter 11. Because this is building off of something that Paul has already addressed. Right? Because that's what Paul is doing here in this letter. Right? Let's, out of love, of course, he is addressing and confronting issues and things that have been prevalent in the church. And what's he addressing here in chapter 11? Especially the, the first part, the first half. Does anybody remember? Uh, the head coverings and the role of the man and the wife. Okay, yes, and the role. But what did he also address in that? The same thing he's addressing here in chapter 14. Structure. Mm-hmm. He's addressing the structure, right? And in chapter 11, as is with chapter 14, he's giving the structure that the Lord created and, and designed from the beginning. That, yes, the man is the head, right? And you see that as a result of how the Lord had designed it, right? He came first, but also, oh, so let me, let me back up a second. Because there, it's twofold, right? He addresses in there, and we discussed how, yes, man came first, but woman came out of man. But then man also comes out of women. Through women. Through women. Thank mm-hmm. you. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for that correction, honey. So, so you see the, there's no one independent of each other, right? Which is what Paul also addresses in here. But as the two working and operating together, functioning, moving forward, admonishing, encouraging, exhorting, Rebuking, if that's what they, right? All the things that, that are required, training and equipping together, right? Yes. Now, yes, the Lord appointed man over woman. And, and that absolutely came about for certain as a result of the curse. But what do you also see there? He also addresses with woman that she wasn't happy with her place, that she was trying to assert herself in authority, in a position above man. So, in other words, out of alignment with the structure that the Lord had created, which is what Paul has been addressing here to the church in Corinth, hence the Corinthians, right? He's addressing that thing and saying, this is the structure. So, again, he addressed it on something, an example, giving the example of head coverings, Right? And, yes. and also addressing other issues that came as a result of that, where men in the church were wearing head coverings, or women weren't, and they were shaving their heads. And there was a lot of, a lot of issues. But it, not to take away from those issues, but it had to deal with the structure that the Lord had created, which is what Paul has been discussing here in its entirety in chapter 14. First, in our personal lives, right? And how, it, how we live out and structure our lives for the world, for the public, to move, to operate in 
the giftings, through the leading of the Holy Spirit. And then now he's at the place of, this is what it looks like in the church, right? And we, and we discussed this a little bit yesterday. He that desires to be an elder or have a position in the church desires a good thing, right? Just like all the rest of these gifts. That's what Paul is saying. But he must first manage his household well. Layla, what were the scriptures you just read in, in uh, Timothy? It was First Timothy two eleven and twelve. Yes, which says what? Do you have it available again? Um, I have it bookmarked. I do. I do. Mm-hmm. It says, "Let a woman learn in silence with all submission, and I do not permit a woman to teach or to have authority over a man, but to be in silence." Okay. With structure comes submission. Right, and Paul has addressed this time and time again. Right. Uh, we talked about this in other books as well, where it's, hey, submit to rules and authority. Right? This is Christian conduct. Right? The Lord's appointed these people in various places over you. But at the same time, it still doesn't take away from the love commandment. And if I'm moving and operating in love, as Paul has repeatedly been stating, then all these things will be our conduct. The structure all that will be in the proper order to move and flow and function in these gifts and how we operate in our lives. Does that, does that make sense to everybody? Yes. yes. So, so it, we, we look at it as kind of a new thing, but it's not really a new thing because this is the same message that Paul gives to everybody, right? Hey, yes. We brought up Ephesians, and Dean, you brought this up, right? In Ephesians 5. That's exactly what he's talking about, right? But it first comes with walking in wisdom. And then, what's the first instruction there given? He first, in verse 22, where he says, Marriage is like Christ in the church, he first addresses the wives. And the first word after getting their attention with the word wives, he says, Submit. Right? But what have we been discussing throughout this entirety of of this chapter, right? There's a place for everybody to move and flow and function in the gifts and in the calling and the purpose and the plan that the Lord has for you, right? At every level, right? Whether it's infants, little children, adolescents, and as fathers or parents, right? There's a place. And, and there's opportunity. But yet, let's not get outside of the covering and, and the will and the structure that the Lord has has already set in place. right? And it's important, which is why Paul mentioned so many times, structure clearly was important to Paul. That's why he says, hey, like a wise master builder, I build on the foundation, right? And encourages yes. others to do the same. But there's still a structure. A structure is important. It must, is necessary. Or can't bear any weight. You can't build on anything, right? If there's no structure, whatever you're trying to build will collapse. Hmm. So structure is important. But better still, it's the structure given by the Lord through His Holy Spirit and us adhering to that structure and moving and operating within that structure Mm -hmm. and expanding on that, that structure as He reveals and as He gives and as He leads us in our lives, again, to edify, encourage, and build up, and admonish, and train, and equip, and 
and all the other things, right? The edification of the body, of all the saints, out of love and obedience to the Lord. Mm-hmm. I agree with that, Annie. I know there's a lot in there. <laughs> I'll let others comment. <laughs> so, please. So let me be very direct, because you're not always direct. So <laughs> I'm going to challenge you to be very direct. Should women teach or not? As the Lord leads, absolutely. As the Lord leads. So clearly your message, there are times when they should be teaching. Yes. So okay, okay. I, I agree. Lord I just want no you to be very specific yes. and, and answer that. And, and you see that in, in other places in Scripture, in the New Testament especially, right? When Paul says, hey, to the church that's at this woman's house, right? And I, I can't think of where it is exactly, yeah, right? It, it, yeah, it's not really. But, but there are places where, and you see it throughout Scripture. I, I, you know, we brought up Deborah, right? Being a judge of all of Israel, right? The Lord's appointed people, right? And you brought up Joyce Myers, and there there are others, right? That yeah, the Lord Camisha has given Lucier's these. Camisha one of them, too. Yeah, Camisha Lucier is absolutely one, right? But... If you know, the Lord has, has had us do things a little different, where not one of us is before the other, but we are walking together. Yeah, well, let me ask a question. Who should take care of the finances in the house, the wife or the husband? Whoever the Lord decides, whoever is there better with that. Was, yeah, that, right. That's I mean, with anything. Right. right. I mean, so should you eat meat, sacrifice an idol or not? I mean, it's, you have to, if you're walking in step with what the Holy Spirit's telling you, you're walking in step with it. If, if, if somebody, for some reason, the Holy Spirit's really telling them not to listen to a teaching of a woman, then... Don't listen to it, but don't propagate it that that person is, in, is not qualified to teach. Right. It, the Lord qualifies who he qualifies, and he can speak a word through anybody. He's no respecter of persons. So if he gives a word, then let's allow that person to, to give a word. Now, we're, again, as we pointed out, we're also uh, judging. And by judging, I mean, we're bringing it before the Lord so his Holy Spirit can minister with our spirit that, yes, I'm saying this. This is true. This is, this is from me. Or there are some things that, that aren't quite right. It's not entirely accurate, right? And he'll reveal what those things are as well, right? But, but that's with all things. Bring it before the Lord. And, and again, so we brought up Kamisha, right? For this ministry, we, the Lord has led us to walk together, not one before the other paving the way or, you know, out there um, blazing the trail or the path. And then after you get to the clearing, it's like, okay, it's safe. Now come and no, we're, we're doing this together. As that's how the Lord has led us, not one before the other, but walking together, side by side. All right, that, but that's been His mandate for us and for this ministry. And there are others that that's not the case, right? But in anything, we just encourage people to just be obedient to how the Lord's leading you. Mm-hmm. Kylie, did you have something you wanted to say? Um. Can you come back to me? Oh, I'll go. Okay. Okay. Go ahead, Le Charles. <laughs> okay. I'll comment on verse 34. I can't remember what I was going to say the first time. So the Lord just showed me that what he's saying here, it also relates to Paul speaking about something different. He showed me that we are the bride of Christ, bride being a woman, and that mm-hmm. everybody in the church is the bride of Christ, and how he's showing that. Inside the church, he's saying that we should be submissive to God. We shouldn't be trying to go ahead of God. No, God, I'm doing this. I'm uh-huh. going to lead. But he's saying be submissive to what the Lord is telling you to go and do. Mm-hmm. And he's saying that <laughs> there is nobody better than the other. We're all inside the body of Christ. It's not, okay, this is the guy's body of Christ. This is the girl's body of Christ. No, it's all one. We're all together. 
Mm-hmm. And he was just showing me that inside of Genesis, how it says the two shall become one, meaning that there's no gender. It's all one person. In heaven, there's no gender. There's no guy. There's no girl. We're all just beings. So Sorry. that's okay. That's okay. We're one, but God did make us physically male and female. But when yes. our spiritual bodies, it's not going to be... Um, You'll still have your soul. You'll still be Le Charles, right? And yes. Le Charles is masculine. Kamisha is feminine. We'll still be that, but we're not purpose for physical interactions like marriage and things of that nature. Or, or, yes. to, or to be fruitful and <clears throat> multiply on the earth anymore, right? Yes. yes. So our, our concern with um, sexuality will not be a concern, if you will. Um, yes. You can understand that by how Jesus described the the men that's the, there was a, a Pharisee that challenged the Lord and asked about a woman that all these multiple sons had married, whose wife is she in heaven? And the Lord was like, you're totally missing the point. That's my paraphrasing of it. He said, you don't understand because there's neither, you're not given in marriage. You're not taken in marriage or given in marriage in heaven, but you're like the angels. Okay. Yes. So um, it's not. It's not with the ungodly world today. Oh, there's 500 genders. There's a million. No, 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 no. God made male and female in the physical. But when we go into our heavenly community, we're not married or given in marriage. It's not even a thing. We are standing before our Lord and enjoying his goodness at all times. Okay? Yes. And we are one, meaning we have both components that make up one. Yes. Okay? So that's fine. Anything else you want to say, honey? Uh, yes. Okay. And how we're supposed to be under the leadership of the Lord and how every man's head is Christ, meaning that we're all supposed to take up the submissive position with the submissive relationship. If two people are submissive, they're equal. There's not a dominant one who's saying, you do what I do and you just do what I say you do. But he's saying that we should all have the same submissive servant like attitude. To to each other, yes, to each other, absolutely. The church, and, it, and that and that's exactly what Paul addresses in chapter eleven, right? Yes, he talks about when he talks, gives the example of head coverings, right? And he says the woman should have a head covering, right? And her covering is the man, but then the man's covering is Christ, Christ, exactly, which denotes a submission that you are under. His rule and His authority, mm-hmm. as we we all are, right? Yes. Or we should be. We all should be under right. That there's a submission, right? Even uh, if you will, the process, right? It first starts with submit to God, mm-hmm. resist the devil, and he will flee. And that's for everybody. That's for everybody. We are mankind, humanity, humans, right? Then yes. within that, there is male and female, but each of us, God is our head. Now, we respect the, the structure that he put in place because it honors God. As a, as a position, right? Just like you see Paul describe in other places, right? Whether it's in, in government or your boss, the workplace, or right in the church or in the house, right? There are yes. positions and, and places and responsibilities that come as a result of having those positions, offices, or whatever the case is, right? Or whichever way you want to phrase it. But, they but still, they're there to establish order. They're not there to establish 
ruling over. Exactly. We have one king. Amen. Right. right. Amen. Not dominance. Amen. Not dominance. Right. But order and structure. And that order and structure should be the order and structure that the Lord has given. Mm-hmm. Being submitted to the Lord. And that's how we, people in those places and, and, and positions, right? You for your house, me for my household, should be conducting ourselves in accordance and alignment with the Lord and how he's leading and moving and the structure he's given for you, for the place and the position that he's given for you. Mm-hmm. And so if you think about this, this section of scripture that we were talking about, if you have households, we're supposed to start with our first with ourselves, right? Self-control. Yes, and yes. then with the people that God has assigned us, our children, our family, right? And then we branch out to others. So if they're coming together, first of all, a self-controlled husband and wife with self-controlled children, coming together with other families that are in the same place, submitted to God, submitting, yielding to one another in love, right? When you, yes. when you collect a bunch of people like that, you have the presence of God, the peace of God, and the order of God. But when there is um, tumult, when there is someone that is resisting what God said, I, I respect my husband, not because he's my husband, because he's a man, but because I love my heavenly father. Mm-hmm. That's how I can offer that to him and do it freely. And I can edify him with the way that I treat him because I love God. Not just because he's a male, because we're humans, we're flawed. The moment I smelt morning breath or his hair was out of alignment, I could be like, oh, forget it. This is over. That happens? What? (laughs) And I have morning breath too or, you know, (laughs) afternoon breath, whatever. The moment we view someone's flaws, then we cast off that fleshly confinement but if i yield because i love god i can endure doesn't matter what his hair looks like doesn't matter if his pants are crooked or you know didn't comb his beard today or shirt backwards. <laughs> huh shirts backwards exactly it, well, that's it, you, sir, but it yes. won't matter because <laughs> it's the love of god that endures right now yes. these three remain faith hope and love my faith in jesus christ because mm. He's the one who keeps me. He's the one, the only one who can give me value and put me in a proper place. He's the only one that knows who I am and what I'm created for. My hope in him that I will see him at the, t- the day of judgment, correct? And I will get a well yes. done, thou good and faithful servant that he is faithful to, com- to keep the things that I commit to him and love because I love him, the love of God that believes all things, endures all things, right? Yes. yes. That, re- that will never fail. And so then I can love my husband. I can love my children. I can love my neighbor. I can love people that would even be my enemies because mm-hmm. that will endure. And when I look at this from the perspective of I love my God, if you ask me to yield, that's okay, Lord, because without you, I'm nothing. Without you, I can do nothing. I'm going to abide in you. I'm going to abide in the branch, right? <laughs> but then He's, going back to... And then the vine. I'm going to abide in the, the vine. But then going back to what Paul writes, right? It's easier then to give greater honor to those that are small parts in the body, right? Yes. yes. 
only because of that love. So you see how the whole thing, well, I'll say it in this way. You see the manifold wisdom of God and how he so intricately wove everything together Mm -hmm. in perfection as he designed it. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to add to that is God knows how to keep his own word. Amen. He knows how to keep his word. Guess what? I have permission for my husband to speak, to teach. I have permission from my husband even in that. So I've honored the will and the plan of God to be submitted to my husband because while God put in me the unction to share his word, and to minister by the Holy Spirit. Well, God prompted me in doing that. Guess what? He also ministered to my husband so that there is agreement between him and I, but agreement between me and God's word and my husband and God's word. And God is able to do that. And we're not out of alignment with anything that God says. Now, as he's speaking here in these scriptures, as a woman, I'm subject to my husband. So, Jim Bob can't come on bust in the door and start telling Kamisha Lucier her limits. Just, you know, you're, you were out cutting the grass and you decided I should put something on top of my head. No, sir, I have a covering. It is not you. Right? Yes. Okay, that's decently and in order. Does God want another man dictating to another man's wife? No. Okay, because no. you can see how that go off into the weeds real quick. But there's one head. So even in all things, God is able to honor his own word. <laughs> so my husband in, in this particular case, and I, I've also heard um, Joyce Meyer say this, her husband is the head of her ministry. While she is the one who speaks, that's what God ministered to them. And she has his permission. Yeah, and it wasn't always that way. Because Dave didn't want any role in it initially mm-hmm. at all, which is mm-hmm. fine. But, mm-hmm. he, but she did discuss it with him. She brought it before him mm-hmm. before he did it. And God is able to make the peace. So when God is speaking to one person to do something, this is understanding the wisdom of the Lord and being mature. Know also that he has to fulfill his own word, right? So yes. if you're telling me something, Lord, then I know you're going to minister to my husband. Amen. And if he is obstinate to you, then you are going to make peace in this situation, God, so that I don't violate your word in anything. Just like Jesus was able to do every single thing that God wanted him to do and not violate the law of God, the, the Torah, the law of Moses. He didn't violate anything, yet he kept and did everything God wanted him to do. Mm-hmm. And it'll be finished. And Jesus is Lord and God is good. So there's grace. Amen. So... Just to be mindful of everyone's time, we're going to pause there for today because there's a lot. There's a lot that was said, a lot that was ministered, and you know we want to give each of you the opportunity to search out the scriptures for yourself, right? To see if what we're saying is true, right? And to check with the Holy Spirit, to let Him minister to your spirit. So with that, can I get someone to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, Kyla. In your name, Lord Jesus, Lord, we just thank you that you're the head of the body, God, and that you keep your word, God, and that you find a way to make peace, God, and that you've given us understanding and directions on how to rightfully apply your word, God. We just thank you for our listeners and partners always, God, and that you continue to manifest yourself to them, God, and that you continue to cultivate the gifts that you've placed on the inside of them as well, God. 
and that you continue to cultivate the gifts you place inside of us as well, God. We just thank you for your wisdom, God, and that you know what needs to be done and how to go about it, God, and that you understand the structure that you had in place and that you give us insight to follow that, God. In your name, Lord Jesus, amen. 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 We love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.